Welcome to Without the Hustle, the podcast that aims to equip you with everything you need to start and grow your business on the side without the hustle. I'm Emily Tyson. I'm a side business coach based in London. I have a background in marketing and I've had three side businesses while working full time. I'm a huge advocate for the anti-hustle approach to building a business because I personally know what it's like to have a chaotic, stressful full-time job while trying to build a business on the side and build a future for yourself. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Without the Hustle. Today I'm joined by Marie, who is the owner of Wild Wolf Movement. We had such a great chat about working with your cycle, whether that's your menstrual cycle or working with the moon cycle, and also working with the seasons. I loved Marie's take on running a business with ease and with flow. And I hope you enjoy today's chat as much as I did. And if you did, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram or leave a review on this podcast wherever you're listening to it. So let's get into it. My name is Marie and I run a heart-led business called Wild Wolf Movements. My main aim is to really help people feel safe in their bodies and confident and to use the tools that yoga and other somatic practices have laid out for us to reconnect with themselves and come back to their bodies. And um, I do this in a number of ways. Um, I work one-to-one with clients, both in person and online. I run workshops and retreats. I also have an online signature course called Seasonal Rest, um, which is really based around slowing down and yin yoga and yoga nidra. I saw a post that you did a little while ago that said just... um, it made me just think of it because you talked about your course, how you're running online courses and just two years ago, you know, you never would have imagined yourself (laughs) where you are, you know, running these online courses. How can you tell me a little bit more about that? And like that feeling that you have that realization of that? Oh, sure. Um, So I've been teaching yoga for a while now, just over five years. Um, And when I initially kind of qualified, I was traveling, I was living in Australia and um, spent some time traveling and teaching in Asia for about a year before I returned back to the UK. And when I first came back, I kind of took the route that a lot of yoga teachers go down of just teaching for other people, teaching in studios and gyms and really setting myself up for burnout because in order to make a living (laughs) teaching in that way, you have to teach like 15 to 20, say, classes a week. And if you break it down, you're actually getting paid about minimum wage when you look at the amount of work and effort and love that goes into delivering just one session and the travel there and back, etc. So... I did that for a little while and it didn't really work out. And then I had to get a part-time job because (laughs) it wasn't sustainable. And then I kind of was doing part-time work alongside um, the yoga teaching up until the 
pandemic and I think this is like a huge pivotal point for so many of us because I got furloughed um, from my part-time communications role and I had all of this extra time and was able to just really concentrate on doing what I love, which is exploring movement, you know, geeking out about the body, learning um, about different styles of movement and practicing them, playing, spending time outdoors. Um, and I started sharing yoga sessions online. And the sessions were just by donation. And I, I did them literally the day after the lockdown was announced. I really <laughs> jumped on that ship fast because I wanted to respond to the situation and I wanted to contribute and to help. And this was, I guess it also as well, really gave me a sense of purpose. I think that's something a lot of people struggled with throughout the pandemic was that it forced us to all look at our lives and the different roles we play and what really lights us up and what is the thing we enjoy the most and for me is undoubtedly sharing um, yoga and movement-based practices with people so I set that up pretty fast and that summer I can't remember how long the period was now, lockdown one, <laughs> so, so many years ago. Um, exactly, so many lockdowns, but it was just such a happy, wonderful period for me. And I really, in kind of contrast perhaps to like the unrest in general state of panic, I was so content in this cocoon of just spending time outdoors in nature and as I say like learning more about my practice just pouring so much love into my offerings and that's when I knew that I had to go back to doing that full time and to find a different way to be able to share this with people um so it was after that period that I handed my notice then at my communications role and started to teach again full time and I guess the course it sprung out of my love for yin yoga which is just my absolute favorite favorite style of yoga both to practice and teach and I think it really just embodies this like anti-hustle um, mentality <laughs> because it is literally slowing down coming back to yourself um, and I guess the course developed because I love creating experiential um, experiential containers for people and a course really gives you more time to dive into a topic and to really explore it on a different level than a dropping class can so I combined my love of yin yoga and yoga nidra meditation with um, my interest and um, passion for cyclical living and the seasons and brought them both together to create seasonal rest which is now a six-week well it's it's 
evolving and changing all the time um, and with the different seasons I'm like thinking about how it will change and how the next iteration will be but um, at the moment I'm doing the spring version of the course and it is six weeks long and it's wow. online. That sounds yeah. amazing. I'll definitely be watching that space <laughs> to see oh, how it changes with the seasons. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about that, about cyclical living and, you know, moving with the seasons? Yeah, so I have learned so much from trying to work, learning to work harmoniously with the seasons and the cycles of life as opposed to pushing against them and subscribing to like a grind culture, um, <laughs> the capitalism and the patriarchy has laid out for us, you know, like that kind of view is like, kind of sees you as a machine, like just a cog that you have to be constantly producing. It's got this very unnatural obsession with growth um, at all costs and at all times. There's no room for rest, whereas the more kind of feminist business viewpoint I'd say is working with these cycles of nature like for me personally one of the cycles that has influenced me the most is definitely my menstrual cycle like I've um, struggled with suspected endo for years and it's kind of taught me the hard way <laughs> that you have to slow down like and there are points um, in the month where it really is in your best interest to slow down even which is just incredibly hard when we are conditioned as i say to want to go 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 all the time um and in our culture we're really kind of like busy is glorified burnout is normal and we don't look at a preventative approach to health like we wait until we're at breaking point, like, or we're past that for there to be some kind of intervention. And I guess I, as I say, I learned the hard way. I learned that it's so important for me in like the week leading up to my cycle to slow right down and during to embrace that time and to allow myself to rest because actually it's during that time for me, like um, during winter, if you think of the different phases of your cycle in terms of the seasons with um, menstruation being winter, um, it's a time when like, you know, the veil is most thin with the divine and you can get some of your best ideas and you really have this gift for being still and gentle and soft. And if you embrace that and kind of create a cocoon and a container to nurture that, it can be so, in inverted commas, you know, productive, just in a different way to the way that we um, are used to. But all of this conditioning that you have around having to work all of the time, even your working hours, like I still find like some remnants in my mind of like having to work nine to five within those hours, which is 
crazy <laughs> because I'm freelance. I set my own hours. Um, I set my own schedule and I know for me that I'm a morning person. Like I like to get up really early, do my practice and then get my most important tasks done the first part of the day. And then after lunchtime, after about two o'clock, anything cognitive, just no. Like, <laughs> and I know that of myself, yet still, sometimes I'll find myself sitting at my desk trying to make myself work. And I'm like, and it's a beautiful day outside and I want to go for a walk. And instead, I'm trying to force myself to finish this task on my to-do list. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean and I really relate to that. I'm a morning person too and I also struggle some days to, yeah, just kind of switch off and I'm I'm sat there like exactly what you just said at like 3 or 4 p.m. and it's like beautiful sunshine and I'm saying to myself, I'll go for a walk after work, you know, at 6 or at 5 or 6 and I'm like, but why? Like I have done good work this morning. You know, I, I create my own hours, but it's just that, yeah, there's something there. So it's like a real conscious effort to be like, no, go out now, go for a walk now. It's 3 PM. You know, the park's going to be empty. It's going to be beautiful. (laughs) So yeah, I totally relate. It's, it's hard. It's definitely a practice of, Mm consciously unlearning everything seriously like and with the seasons as well I think a really great example is new year like there is this crazy amount of pressure in the middle of winter when everything else is hibernating (laughs) like if you look around (laughs) the cues of nature there's this huge pressure to reinvent yourself and like go full tilt and it's like oh my gosh this is just a recipe for disaster like the kind of start of the year is now when spring um arrives and there's more sunlight like there's growth like we look we can really look to nature for cues as to um learn how to like navigate through life and not burn ourselves out unnecessarily like I love that so much and just thinking about it thinking out loud if I think about this year and coming into the new year I definitely felt that I I kind of made the conscious again very conscious because subconsciously I want to go 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 start the new year like everyone else is but I had to consciously kind of ease into it you know just take it slowly just kind of my mantra was like trust the process just if I you know I'm not Mm. feeling very energetic in my body and I just have to trust that and since where are we now April yeah probably like the end of March beginning of April I've really just felt like so energized and like a shift in my energy but also you know the people I'm working with my clients energy other people my community like it's amazing actually just to hear you say that and then I'm like oh yeah that's so true (laughs) yeah it's it can it's it's strange actually and like I find bizarrely with in within like the kind of yoga sphere some of the busiest months are in the winter 
and that always <laughs> like perplexes me i'm like why 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 now whereas summer the most yang part of the year the most outward energy the most when you're the most vital people are kind of like not coming to class because they're going on holiday or doing other stuff or in a beer garden or you know like yeah. they're out enjoying the sun which is completely fair enough but um yeah it, it makes me smile sometimes like it's <laughs> confusing yeah. Yeah. I am. So my, my partner was getting a tattoo recently and the tattooist, he is based, um, up North, but he has a studio in London and he basically stopped traveling to London in winter. And so he, he only recently got it in spring because this tattooist was like, yeah, I'm going to start traveling on the train again. You know, now it's not so cold. And I just loved that approach. It's like, yeah, well, he sets his own hours. He sets his boundaries on his business and if he doesn't want to travel in the cold in winter that's absolutely fine and I just loved that oh my gosh yes (laughs) it's like you said trusting the process can just be so scary like it's that leaning into allowing and that kind of like more yin approach can be so terrifying but um there's no point trying to fight (laughs) the flow of life. Like you're going to exhaust yourself and for what? Like, and interestingly, like around this idea of, of responding and listening to, to that, like, as I just said, in my mind, summer is the perfect time to practice, especially outside. But in my experience, the last five years, it's always the quietest period um, at studios. And kind of last summer, I worked throughout the whole of the summer and, you know, attendance in like group classes that I was doing in person and things were really quite low. And it was just like, why am I doing this to myself? So this year I've scheduled a holiday in August. Like I'm going to take most of August off because I'm like, well, why am I denying myself the enjoyment that I could have here (laughs) when like, why I don't have to, as you say, like consciously choosing to, um, recreate our realities, like just an ongoing process and something that, always working on like it's it's amazing those kind of little nuggets of conditioning that are just so deeply ingrained (laughs) into our very being yeah and sometimes we don't even realize they're there how can how do you think that if how do you think that someone who works full-time and whether they're, you know, growing a business on the side or not, they're just, they just have a busy full-time job, but they want to start working with their cycles and working with the seasons. How can someone get started with that? Oh, what a great question. Um, I think a really simple way, um, for both genders, if they're interested in working with cycles and nature, would be to honour the moon and particularly the, say, the new moon and the full moon to begin with. 
um, because that's really quite an accessible thing to do, I'd say. Like, and I guess a friend actually who is in this situation, um, and he lives in London, um, so you know as well, very fast-paced lifestyle. Um, and he messaged me to say, um, it was a while ago now, I'm just trying to remember, it was basically like that he had done a full moon meditation and with the full moon and just spent five minutes to sit and be with himself. He said, thank you for inspiring me to do that meditation. And it was really refreshing to know that I didn't actually have to see the moon for it to be valid. Like I didn't have to have this kind of perfect vista overlooking the ocean, like, you know, this perfect setting in order to connect with the moon. And like, I could do it from my apartment in London, like just looking out the window. And even if I can't see the moon because it's a foggy day or whatever, just connecting with the energy of it and kind of acknowledging, um, her presence and just the where we're at in the cycle of the month of the year it's just a really nice time for reflection oh I love that so much yeah because I so I live in a flat and I depending on where the moon is I can sometimes see it from my balcony but sometimes not so yeah that's like a really good reminder that you can still feel her energy even when you actually you know you don't have to go outside you don't have to like go down all the flights of stairs in your flat or wherever you live so yeah right. a reminder. it doesn't have to be like a high maintenance like getting a million crystals out like making an altar etc it can just be a really simple five minute reflection journaling meditation um whatever and yeah, I think as well, like learning to work with your cycle for, for women um, or those with, with wombs. Um, one of the best things I have found is to keep like a diary um, and a chart, um, just recording on day one, how you're feeling, what your energy levels are like, um, and just recording every month Um how you're feeling, what's going on for you. And you really quickly start to notice uh, patterns um, to do with your moods and emotions. And it can be hugely, hugely um, illuminating and useful. I've found, especially when I'm in a low mood, I'm like, oh, is it day 23? Okay. <laughs> I love and knowing that. to like, look out for that and to try and create more space on those days to rest more and to be able to be kind to myself or to know oh yeah so I'm in autumn it's my inner critic like uh, okay what do I need to learn from her but also <laughs> keep a lid on her like so she's not making me feel yeah mm, that's so interesting would you also suggest doing that for the moon cycles for anyone who who doesn't um have a period or a womb would you say to track the moon cycles like maybe check when you do your check-in at the new moon and the full moon and yeah. then it, and then around that yeah, I think you could definitely do it with the moon cycles and say that like the new moon is day one 
or or the full moon, but maybe the new moon, like day one and just noticing where you're at because the moon really does have such um, an influence on us. Um, Like I think even people who are kind of – more I don't know how to phrase this (laughs) people who say aren't into astrology and this kind of thing um you know you can't deny that the moon controls the tides and large bodies of water and we're mostly made of water so (laughs) it may and it does it's, it's well known that it does affect our um menstrual cycles so why would it not affect our mood? Like, and some people more than others and, you know, um, nuance with everything, like some months it might be more apparent than others, but typically we have more energy around the full moon and people can find it hard to sleep kind of, yeah, peak of energy. Whereas Mm -hmm. the new moon, the is more of a kind of drawing in and the day before the new moon the dark moon you can typically feel really tired yeah the moon really affects me oh, we've just had a moon <laughs> haven't we a couple of days ago and oh, I yeah. <laughs> was feeling it on like on the day I was just in tears like for I just you know, just like, I don't even know what set me off, but I'm like, I'm just so emotional. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's definitely the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Like, but it's so true. Like, yeah, often as well, when I'm emotional, I'm like, wait, what's the moon doing? And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, can you share what, one lesson that you've learned about building your business that you would like to share with anyone stuck getting started with their business or running their business on the side what advice would you give Mm. (laughs) so much advice but um and I think this is something that you um also really advocate which is partly why I really like your approach um is just to follow follow what sparks sparks you up what lights your soul like follow your joy your follow what's fun and what's easy um and again coming back to that conditioning like it can be so hard to give yourself permission to do something that you love um, because uh, like of conditioning of, you know, like work has to be hard, work has to be um, kind of like exhausting. You don't have to like your job. You just have to have a job. <laughs> that mentality can be so um, kind of edgy to dare to go after what you really love and to believe that you can serve the world doing whatever your particular set of gifts are but it's so important that we do because the world needs everyone's different talents and gifts and it would be so boring if we all (laughs) did the same thing um yeah following following those little 
following the clues, following the little breadcrumbs to what it is that you're meant to be doing, because nothing is by by coincidence. Nothing is like an accident, like those things that you're interested in. You're meant to delve into them and to follow them. But too often, I think kind of the rational brain inverted commas like can can be just like oh no that's silly like that's you can't follow that dream that vocation that whatever it is like you need to be more sensible like it took me so long to admit that I was content with this career path that I've chosen instead of the one that I studied for and like a more academic route. Um, Again, because of conditioning and you really do have to create your own metrics for success and keep coming back to them because it can be so easy to compare yourself to other people and their path. Um, but that's really not helpful because you you really need to focus on what your metrics for success are and not societies because that's the most important thing. You have to work out what the most important thing is for you um, because that's what's going to keep you on path and keep you going when it's hard to juggle everything and when you face disappointment and, you know, things not going the way that you want. Um, it's bearable if you have (laughs) um, a mission that you're really passionate about. Yeah, I'm so glad you shared that because, yeah, I think what also just to add to that can be quite challenging when you are just starting out, you know, whether that is with a business or in a career, you know, you, you like not everyone wants to, be the CEO of a company and that's absolutely fine or the managing director or you know whatever the title is in your business that's absolutely fine and just trust that and honor that and remind yourself of that and once you figure out what that is and then don't listen to try not to listen to the noise around you and for me just to share like a little bit of of my journey I don't have like all of my, now that I'm, you know, running my business, I've definitely met lots of entrepreneurs along the way, but in the beginning, none of my friends were entrepreneurs. So their version of success was quite different to mine, even though some of it, you know, overlapped, but in terms of like career progression and and where we wanted to go, it was very different. And I found it quite challenging just to honor my version of success and I just had to keep I actually just wrote it on a piece of card and I just stuck it on my laptop so I could see it every day but it can be quite challenging Mm, super super challenging um yeah I think one piece of advice that has stuck with me is to never take business advice from someone who doesn't have their own business um and never take advice from someone whose life you wouldn't want because (laughs) oh my god yes 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 (laughs) 
like especially with family and close friends uh, their conditioning comes into play like if you tell them hey I'm, I've got this business idea I'm going to do this to them it is so beyond their realm of like comfort and they just want to keep you safe like it's not coming from a bad place it's uh, coming from their own fear and they 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 have good intentions for you but it's not helpful to listen to that <laughs> yes uh, I just love that so much I think everyone who has a business and is listening to this can relate to that because definitely <laughs> people always want to give you their opinion from their own level of consciousness and that's you know that's fine that's just their story but yeah I just love that piece of advice thank you <laughs> my pleasure I wish I'd heard it sooner <laughs> me too yeah I was just thinking that as you were saying that I was like I wish you had told me that <laughs> I could have saved like long periods of time where I was just trying to process information that a friend or family member had given me and I'm like it just doesn't feel good though to do it that way or it just I just don't know if I want to listen to that but then I'd be like but you know they're really senior in their career and they must know what they're talking about but then you have to just say but this is my business and I don't want to do that. So I don't have to do that. I can do it my way. And that's the whole point in running a business. Mm, it's, I think so many of us um, are kind of cut off from our intuition and our connection with our bodies. And it's really an ongoing process of like befriending your body and feeding your intuition as well. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I just adore yoga so much and sharing it with others because, and especially yin yoga in particular, because it's very like slow um, and just creates a lot of space to come back to your body. Um, you know, even if you've been absent <laughs> for quite a long time. And by that, I mean, kind of just like up in your head, constantly planning for the next thing or ruminating over things that has gone, be have gone before. Like, it's not like it's expensive. Like you don't need any special, like sure you, you can, guidance is very useful, but it's not like you need any special equipment or anything to just sit and place your hands on your body and to come back to your breath. Um, which is just amazing, really. <laughs> yeah, I love yin yoga. Yeah, I think a lot of people find it, well, and so do I, it depends on the day. You know, it can be really confronting because yeah. it's so slow and it really gives you the opportunity to meet yourself on another level. But that's the beauty of it. Like you're encouraged to go to your edges and to find a sustainable edge and learning what your edge is. is so, so important because with this kind of grind culture, as, we, as we've been talking about, like you were just encouraged to push on and to, go, go, go all of the time, which is not sustainable because we are not machines. Like we need to rest like, and to dance with the ebb and flow of life. And doing that is going to get us where we want to go a lot quicker than if we try and push past any kind of natural needs, instincts. <laughs> um, 
signals that the body is giving us. So it's really a great way to cultivate that relationship with yourself and to start to understand yourself on another level. And that just ripples out to all areas of your life. Yeah. And I think it's much easier to believe when you feel it and when you experience it, because when, you know, you are in an environment that is very hustly, and this is me speaking from experience, it's very difficult to see another way. And when you experience that, when you experience, yeah, the ebb and flow of life and doing things with ease, doing things that feel good, it really is amazing but you need to just trust and you need to just let yourself be and then you experience it and you're like okay yeah now I can do this more Mm, it's that leaning into allowing and surrender and the more kind of um divine feminine aspect of self like regardless of gender like um just leaning into and allowing like if you think of the yin and yang symbol there's a tiny bit of each in the other and it's not like one exists one can't exist without the other you have to have some moving forward and some kind of um direction of course um but you can't have that without the allowing and the the space Mm, thank you where can people find you and how can they work with you so people can work with me in a number of ways um there's the ongoing seasonal rest course which is online we're currently halfway through spring and i'm thinking that there probably won't be a summer iteration as i said people don't seem (laughs) to want to um practice so much during summer but um People can find me at www.wildwolfmovement.com and people can also work with me on a one-to-one basis. I also offer workplace wellness programs um, for companies looking to introduce um, a container for promoting mental health in the workplace. And I also offer group classes um, more locally to where I'm based as well. Amazing. I will pop all of the links in the show notes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and on Instagram, Wild Wolf Movement as well. Um, Instagram and Facebook at Wild Wolf Movement. Amazing. Thank you so much. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you next week.